Did, did they put the egg cartons up in the in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it would I would imagine it's going to be like that. Uh, I I forget which medication it is, but there's like a you know one one of these like drug company commercials where it's like a pair of like. Uh, "Quote unquote podcasters," I guess they're oh, they're broadcast no. they're broadcasting. This isn't part of the show. This is a commercial I saw, but it's a right. um it's a it's two quote unquote podcasters. They're in a garage of some kind, I guess. But um, the best they, place to podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so so these two nice ladies have headphones, which is fine. They have microphones, oh. which is fine. But they they are sitting next to each other like they're doing the nightly news instead of like facing each other for for whatever reason but then behind them they have they have a fancy logo and then they have a bunch of like foam acoustic paneling no egg cartons this is like the real deal holy field but it looks oh. like a, it looks like a television set and it looks just like but 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 there's no cameras there and like at one point during this commercial they like open up the garage door Open the door to uh, let let the sound out. I guess to to begin begin doing their their podcast radio show, and it is nauseating. <laughs> it's just oh, that just sounds fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> they, it's they need to go to Green River College and uh, take the radio <laughs> course to learn how to how to podcast from Charlie Harker. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for this. All talk, no shock. Welcome back to Mike Cyber Radio. I am your host, and as you saw the title of the podcast, it is indeed the return of the fall TV spectacular uh, with my best good friend, uh, Dave Sanders. Uh, thanks for taking the time, and uh, welcome back, my friend. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Let me open the garage door so we can uh, let the podcast or podcast world uh, watch us do this let, side let, by side here. Let the podcast out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, uh, it's great to be back. Thank you for having me. It's been a, it's been about a year since we've done one of these TV uh, po- uh, episodes on your show because you know something happened over the last year. Don't know if you heard about it. I guess it, there was a, some sort of sickness going around <laughs> wow that that's a that's a disturbed <laughs> reference and a stained reference all in all in one shot it's like it's been a while and and we're and we're down with the sickness uh yes of course yes. Um, we uh uh yeah we, there's there's the rona and the pandy and where um where this conversation kind of started the genesis of doing this uh this uh this show because obviously it's longtime listeners know this has been a tradition of ours we didn't do one last year uh mainly because the the TV schedule was you know so much in flux obviously due to uh uh pandemic related production delays uh you reached out to me recently and said well hey man now that things kind of seem to be um i i i i keep i keep wanting to avoid the cliche of saying, yeah I, yeah we're not saying that <laughs> but um asking me if i if i wanted to do a show and i'll i'll admit i was a little reluctant because i think in the the 18 months plus of the pandemic i think folks have changed their relationship with entertainment um you know i don't want to necessarily get onto a a whole slippery tangent with regards to movies i have opinions about that as well but i also think that our as an audience we our relationship with tv has changed a lot oh yeah and at, at a time where it seems as 
much as any other year, network TV seems to be back um, in a way that it wasn't last year. And it it did feel like the time was right. But um, like we were just saying, I, I think um, a, a strong component before we kind of get into the usual, we'll go over the schedule and, you know, uh, uh, Dave will do his best to kind of try to keep us on track and I will uh, crack wise and we'll have many opinions about many uh, uh, TV <laughs> shows and, you know, the deal. I mean, like the, this, yeah. this is, I mean, we've been doing this, what, six years now, I think. And wow, it's, has it been that long? I, I, <laughs> wow. I, I think so. <laughs> I, I would have to go. I would have to go back through the uh, uh, the archive, and and uh, if you want to go back and check out all of my old shows, you can go check that out on uh, my SoundCloud page. I think that's the one place that has all of my episodes going all the way back to the, the beginning. Because I think like Apple Podcasts and some of the other podcatchers, they they stop at a certain point. But I assure you, yeah. all. 300 plus episodes are um, are at least in one place on um on the SoundCloud but yeah it's just I I thought before we kind of got into business as usual we have to kind of acknowledge that things are different Oh they absolutely are and I uh as longtime listeners know uh, I'm a big wrestling fan and actually this analogy just came to me as you were talking about this um the the old school model of ratings is completely dead. And the only ones that still use that are advertisers um, and sales teams at, at these networks. Uh, they're the only ones that worry about these numbers when they shouldn't be anymore. Um, but like wrestling, the way I, the reason I brought that up is back in the heyday, back when you watched Stephen Mike, the, the Monday Night Wars, yeah, Nitro yeah. and uh, WCW and Raw and WWE, or WWF at the time, uh, they were pulling in like, fours, fives, even sixes and sevens during their really popular time. Now wrestling is struggling, and, and this is WWE, the, the, quote, top company in the land, can't even pull in a two on network TV on Fox on Friday nights. Wow. That, that's, like I said, the, the landscape has changed, and I think, uh, is it for the better? I don't know, because everybody has different tastes. You're old school. I'm actually starting to lean into your style, uh, as we talked about off uh, off air here. Like, I don't know if I want the uh, here's all the episodes binge at your leisure type uh, type of thing. And we'll get into that later, I'm sure, too. But yeah. um, the pandemic also changed everything because I don't know if there's <sighs> – I'm going to jump a little bit ahead here because sure. with the pandemic and, and so many shows trying to incorporate that into their storylines that they already had written out, even some shows that had years written out ahead, they had to like squeeze this pandemic into, and some of these other social justice causes into their shows. It's like, I don't know if I need that in my, in all of my shows mm-hmm. at this time. And that's where I, I the, you talk about pandemic fatigue I think entertainment slash TV has actually peeped onto that pile of the fatigue, in my opinion. And that's why I think a lot of people are not tuning in like they used to in a lot of these shows. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot to that. And I I remember when it, when I've talked on uh, some of my live streams and other shows, I've commented on how certain shows incorporate the pandemic, uh, some of them more effectively than others. In fact, if I if I remember correctly, the the last time you and I did one of these TV related shows, it, it uh, gosh, it must have been what early pandemic or something, because I I seem to recall talking about how um, like mask wearing was becoming like a thing in some shows but not others and mm-hmm. and and kind of trying to parse out what was refilmed and what wasn't and and just kind of really trying to unpack all of that and at at that time I it was more of a curiosity for me but as time went on I think you said it perfectly, pandemic fatigue. And now if I see 
uh, characters on a TV shows where wearing masks. I'm like, I, I I want no part of that. It's like I I've I've come here for escapism entertainment. This this has gone on too long. This has become too real. Um, let me just kind of like escape uh, this this hellscape of a world for for an hour or so and not remind me of what's still going on outside our doors even right now. Right. And, uh, and I think that's the balance that I don't think truly has been found for a lot of shows like um, some of our favorites, like a million little things. Um, that's one that comes to mind because they, it seemed like they had to jam the pandemic in. And then on top of that, they jammed in the George Floyd stuff into the storyline about a group of friends trying to recover from their friend taking his own life. Yeah. It's like, do I want to come here to this show for these things? Or am I trying to come for this other thing that you marketed to me when we first started? And I get shows evolve, but mm-hmm. I don't think every show needs to tackle every issue. Yeah, I, I I think there's there's something to that. I I would also um, see your one grief porn show and raise you raise you another one. I mean, look at what happened to This Is Us. I mean, I don't watch yep. it, but it looks like that entire narrative was completely torpedoed by trying to incorporate those things that we were just talking about. And that's a show that, like I said at the beginning here, um, that had they had basically all their scripts, their whole story written out for six seasons. They said from the beginning, this is going to be six seasons, no more, no less. And there's no way that they could have foreseen this coming, so they had to make changes, adaptations to these scripts. It's like, how much of the original story has now been lost because you tried to jam in all these, at the time, current events. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't think that's going to age well either uh, when people go back, go back to watch these five, ten years down the road. On, uh, on their famous, favorite streaming service. I, I was thinking about that recently. I was watching, I, I don't remember like if it was like an NCIS New Orleans or maybe a SWAT or it, it was something CBS and I, I had that stray thought. It's like how weird and incongruous is this going to look? Uh, because, I mean, again, some shows were more deft than others in trying to incorporate the pandemic into their storylines and and, mm-hmm. and again, some were even more obvious than others. Like, you know, I and I know I've talked about this, so I don't want to belabor the point too much. I, I I remember specifically like NCIS New Orleans, where like the first episode they did about uh, the pandemic and coronavirus, they treated it like the zombie plague, where it was like people like shambling down the road, like coughing near each other, and then the other people start coughing, and it's it's just like it, it was it, it was just ridiculous. And I, I think a lot lot of it just came from a lot of that uh, place of unknown and trying to try to respond to it in some way, but just not doing it very well, I guess. Yeah. And then you have other shows like 911 where you expect the mass, even though it's as, it's a campy as hell show, you expect the mass because they're firefighters. Yeah. Then you jump over to another one of our, both of our favorites, the rookie. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the mask in the first two episodes this season. Negative, negative. <laughs> no, uh, I, and, and they're in L.A. Mass, ma- the the capital of masks, uh, and, and all pandemic related like shots, everything. No, no, no mask in uh, in Nathan Fillion's The Rookie uh, World, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 it is funny though how other shows try to kind of predict things uh like uh um on uh, new amsterdam they uh they kind of have a like oh welcome back to the show type of thing and they have like this montage and like you know some characters uh uh succumb to the virus and there's all kinds of like other stuff this all happens like in in sad indie girl uh, uh music Aww. music montage but at the end of it uh everybody gets vaccines and and suddenly poof no no more rona and they never talk about it ever again (laughs) yeah i was was expecting some shows to go that route and i'm surprised more aren't to be honest in in this day and age (laughs) magic (laughs) Uh, but yeah 
I, I don't know if we want to dwell on the pandemic too much. I mean, again, we're trying to make, provide an escape for these uh, for your listeners here. So, yeah, it, but, uh, and 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 like I, like I said at the top, I I think that's that's just kind of important to acknowledge where we've mm-hmm. been, so we kind of have a have a better sense of uh, where we're going. So one one of that the, is true. One, one of the things yeah. that you had mentioned, you know, like when we were um, uh, deciding whether we wanted to um, even do this episode is um, uh, the term that you used was uh, uh, selective. You know, I, I, I had mentioned I'm not as enthused about TV kind of like as a, as I, I don't know, as a concept that doesn't make sense because I've wa- I'm still watching a lot of television, <laughs> but I just, I don't, I don't feel like that. Uh, um, it doesn't have the draws like it once had. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you had said that you, you find um, being more uh, selective, I suppose. So um, yeah. I, I guess I so so now that we're I mean because uh, again uh, much like the the um, N word that ends with L that we're not going to use here I'm also reluctant yeah. to use the term post COVID because uh, uh, because obviously but um, being in that uh, post height of the pandemic space I guess I'm just kind of trying to figure out where we're at uh so so that we can figure out where we're going yeah and i don't know if anybody truly does know where we're at because there's so much out there and there's so many different avenues you could go um as far as your entertainment views i mean there's so many different services now we we've talked about this uh i think ad nauseum Mm -hmm. on past episodes the uh we both came up with the term uh recabling that that's going on with uh, yeah. the splitting up. The, there's the, of course, Netflix, Hulu. Then you got Amazon Prime. You got Paramount Plus. You got uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. There's so many different services out there that cost anywhere from $7.99 to $14.99, depending on which one it is. I, I there's just too much out there. Like I, I'm wondering if it's even just there's so much that people don't know where to even start at this point, and with TV going the way it is, I don't even know if that's enough to keep people on with their prices going up among other things. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a very real concern. Like at, at one point, you know, Disney plus seemed like the best deal in the land at six ninety nine, But, um, I, I don't remember if the, if it's already gone up or if it's going to go up. Um, I, I think it's already gone up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Netflix has gone up a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got an alert that Hulu uh, is going up, uh, I think, Friday for me, uh, going up a dollar or more for no ads. Wow. Um, and yeah, it the, was eleven ninety nine. now it's twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. my God. So, yeah, it's... It, it's just insanity. So, so I guess for for uh, let, let's start there for a sec, because I mean I know primarily we're going to talk about uh, network stuff, but um, I, I guess let's talk about what we've got, and I guess what yeah. what what we kind of pop in on. Uh, for me at least, uh, we we were talking a little bit in pre-show about uh, Lucifer on Netflix, and. Uh, and for me, I've uh, I Netflix because of the price point. And this might sound weirdly contradictory, but because of the vastness of its library, that's the service I pop in and out on. Because like it's like, well, if I'm going to spend 20 bucks a month, I want to make sure that my viewing is targeted. Like whether there's yeah. like um, uh, a couple series I want to follow or a couple movies I want to see, but it's not one of those things because of the price point. I want to be careful about when I have it. That that's that's the one that I that I plug and play on. So currently, because we're we're such a network TV household, I've paused my my Netflix subscription. I don't have Netflix right now. I'm thinking that in maybe November. 
maybe December when the fall TV shows kind of uh, go for like that mid-season hiatus, um, that's when we're probably going to pick up Netflix again, and then that's when we'll watch uh, the last season of uh, Lucifer, um, amongst a couple other things. There, there's a couple movies I didn't get able to uh, squeeze in uh, before uh, uh, before the cutoff. Um, but also, we've got uh, Paramount+. Plus. Which I think currently, um, Lucky is rewatching the challenge, the uh, the MTV uh, reality competition show that we completely missed the first time around. Um, she's super, <laughs> she's super into it. It's like, and and again, we're we're a CBS game show house. You know, we watch Survivor, Amazing Race, uh, uh, Big Brother, and Big tough, Brother, and, yep. and, and and now the Tough as Nails and all that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so so that's right in her wheelhouse. And we're watching the Star Trek cartoon, the uh, the Lower Decks, and uh, there are really liking that. Um, we also have the Disney Plus, and I think um, she uh, uh, she hooked me into watching that Turner and Hooch reboot. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Which you know what <laughs> I I I want to be a curmudgeon, but I kind of can't because it actually is kind of cute. It's it's fun. Uh. It's it's a big dumb dog that drools a lot, and it's you know it's 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 basically a, a serialized modern take on the on the Tom Hanks movie, uh, and might or might not be in canon. Um, the uh, the Josh Peck character might be Tom Hanks's son. I don't really know. I didn't I didn't really dig into okay. it. But it's cute. It's it's fine. It's whatever. And then uh, you know obviously all of the Marvel stuff. Uh, we're all caught up mm-hmm. on that, and we're currently watching the uh, uh, the What If cartoon. And um, and that's it. Uh, no Hulu for us. Um, which uh, I I am. Uh, maybe around like, again, like the holiday hiatus, I, I might throw down for some Hulu cause I really want to watch why the last man I was, uh, I was, I was a huge fan of that comic, uh, when it came around, but, um, I, I'm kind of frustrated that Hulu is doing like this net, I mean this, uh, this FX on Hulu thing. Um, yeah. but like not FX on FX. It's like, wait a minute. I, I still have dish network. I still have quote unquote cable. I should still be able to right. watch, watch a uh, cable. Why can't I watch this on FX? It's, it's very frustrating. Well, but, well, we'll get, we'll get to some of that here in a little bit too, because there are some shows that are moving to streaming services that are on network right now, but they're moving to uh, streaming services uh, mid season. So a little, little preview for that. But, um, uh, but if we take a side tangent, because yes. that's what we do here. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, no, I don't mind. Yes, there. please. <laughs> uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, tangents upon tangents, and SFW, uh, our usual uh, our di- usual disclaimers here. So If they made it this um, far, they're, they're hanging with us. <laughs> that's true. Um, Disney Plus. Now, one thing that I don't understand about Disney Plus, and I don't understand the people that actually pay for this, why do they charge when HBO Max, all other streaming services don't for the new releases? And why is it at that price point of $30, basically? Like, have you paid $30 for a new release movie yet? Oh, God, no. No, in fact, I I, I took a different approach. And, and again, this kind of, as you said, it's a tangent, but it kind of bleeds over into the topic of movies more than TV. When movie theaters closed... And again, here in Washington State, they, uh, you know, we were one of the the last states to, quote unquote, reopen. Um, right. And so during that time, instead of paying premiums for uh, video on demand movies, I went the other direction. I just stopped watching movies. And now oh. and now that has kind of that's kind of messed up my appetite for movies like um oh. And on, on the flip side, and you know, and I and I've said on the show many times in in many different places that that for me, for my my post pandemic comfort level, I I need incremental baby steps. I I'm not like a a, a light switch on and off person. Like um, you know, uh, things are not normal. Click, things are normal. I I just I right. I can't I I don't run that way. So, like um, you know, like uh. 
in-person conventions are starting to come back. Uh, concerts are, are coming back. And uh, the the main thing, like, you know, my uh, my Transformers fans uh, in, in the audience, uh, there there's a TFCon in Baltimore coming up in, uh, in a couple weeks here. And it's been like, hey, Mike, are you going to go? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not going to sit on a plane for a cross-country flight to be in a large hotel ballroom with a bunch of strangers from all over the country and all over the world. That just doesn't seem to be my thing. And I was making these assertions back when movie theaters were still closed here in Washington State. So I needed a couple baby steps. And Ironically enough, what got me back into uh, going to movies in the theater was work. Like I, uh, you know, for the uh, radio show I work on for my day job, we've um, we've gotten ourselves press credentials. So actually, ironically enough, the this is this is uh, mildly embarrassing. But um, the 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 very first movie I went back to the theaters to see was Back to the Future. The uh, oh, the show host I work with had rented out a theater and had a bunch of us out. And so that that was my first movie going experience. So it was with people I know and it wasn't a bunch of us. Yeah. The, and, and that and that was great. I was like, OK, cool. I, I and and that and that's a great movie to kind of welcome back to uh uh back to the movies with because that that's a very cinematic movie you know it's uh, it's it's well loved and and all of that yeah yeah yeah. so so it it kind of gave me kind of like that that warm happy experience of like oh the movies that's right that was a thing (laughs) that was a thing that was really important to me um then uh and, and this this is the part I, I had forgotten about because I almost said that my first theatrical experience and this was with with quote unquote the public, I went to go see a press screening of the hitman's bodyguard's wife or wife's bodyguards oh, yeah. or something. That that Ryan Reynolds, uh um Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson. Uh, uh, yeah. Samuel, Hi- <laughs> Samuel Hayek. That that movie is garbage. Um so if Aww. if you haven't watched it, I mean that that first one is is somewhat okay. This one is is garbage and I enjoyed the first one. That uh, was a, that was just a fun movie. Yeah. Just Ryan that, Reynolds and Samuel Jackson just ripping off each other ripping into each other that that was fun to me <laughs> yeah so the um the studio execs saw that first one and said okay do more of that and crank it all the way up to 11 so oh, it's no. it's just it's it's just it's bad it's bad it was bad. fine where it was it didn't need to go up more <laughs> bad 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 don't watch it but anyway so that and, and then after that I, I've been on a a steady diet of like going to uh, a combination of press screenings and uh, new release movies. So to this is a very very long answer to your question, but like we went to go see Black Widow in theaters. We went to oh, go okay. we went to go see Jungle Cruise in the theaters. Um, in a in a weird uh, bit of uh, irony, fate, coincidence, I, I don't know what it is. We haven't been to uh, Shang Chi and the and the uh, Legend of the of the Ten Rings yet. Um, I, I think maybe that's Marvel fatigue. I don't know, but ironically enough, that's going to at the end of a forty five day release window that's going to be on the disney plus so i'll probably watch it yep. there but um so anyway so so i have i have very contradictory uh inconsistent views on on movies but for the most part i'm kind of back to where i was previously i'm cool with going back to the theaters because um even even like the the most i i, I want to say the most packed showing i've seen was that space jam and oh, and and that movie is putrid too. Uh, um, avoid that at all the costs. But yeah, uh, I've read it. it's just basically a Warner Brothers commercial for an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. Hey, look at here. Look at what we did. Here's all of our IPs all in one area. Look at what we did. <laughs> you wish that movie was only an hour and a half. Good lord, that's uh, that that oh. is time I will never get back. 
I digress. Uh. My point being, my point being is that I, my, my relationship with movies is still kind of weird. Um, I, I had signed up for HBO Max back when the uh, Snyder Cut came out because I really wanted to yep. watch it because I wanted to, you know, talk about it and didn't want to come at it from, from a uh, uninformed perspective. So, I, I kind of viewed uh, a a fifteen dollar one month subscription of HBO max as my quote unquote admission for watching that movie. I'm like, I'd pay 15, oh, I'd pay 15 bucks to watch that movie. That's, that's just kind of how I litigated it. And then I let the membership lapse because there's almost too much content there. And I, yeah. and it's kind of the way I feel weirdly about like Netflix also. It's just like, again, I, I don't know how to explain it, Dave. I know it kind of doesn't make sense, but it's like I I kind of like like a Disney Plus and a Paramount Plus because the amount of content is manageable to where it's like I and can it's scroll more focus. Yeah, and I could scroll through quote unquote everything, you know, if I, if I wanted to. Like I I've got a pretty good handle on the movies that are available on both of those services. So, and 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 to say nothing about the uh the Amazon Prime. I have Amazon Prime uh video as well. Um right. I I forgot to mention that earlier. Um my beef with uh Paramount Prime or uh, is it Paramount Prime the one that the, no, uh, is that the one with CBS? Uh, yeah, that that's yeah, that's, that's Paramount Plus, formerly CBS All Access. Yeah, my problem with them is um, they don't have all the episodes of Jag, and that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I I saw a commercial <laughs> when I was watching uh, NCIS the other night, and it says like, "Oh man, all episodes, all seasons of NCIS now on Paramount Plus." I'm like, "Oh, you figured out the music rights on that. That's cool. When can I get Jag?" <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I still say they need to have Harm be the admiral, have AJ be uh, basically Harm Jr. Sure. Insert more people in, boom, new Jag. All shows should be Jag. All shows should be Jag, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I I have I, I mean, aside from that sideways legislation I mentioned about the the Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I have not paid a dime in premium for a movie during the pandemic. I'm not going to pay 30 bucks to go see Black Widow. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand that that mentality at all and why Disney p- thought that would be a good idea, but apparently people were paying it, so good a, on them, I guess. A lot of people were paying it. In fact, I did podcast with, with folks that, that it was, it was uh, there were five six of us and and it was half and half right down the middle of folks that that um well like uh one guy my dude greg was in australia and they were in lockdown he couldn't go to the movie theater even if he wanted to um so yeah so that that's just kind of weirdly how it is i guess but yeah it's it's a weird thing it's like i i still kind of have this curmudgeon attitude of like i mean you remember this where where i was uh even reluctant to watch something on apps where it's like yeah i want to watch television on my tv <laughs> i want to watch movies on on a movie screen and stuff i watch on computer that yeah that's like youtube you know yeah. and and that kind of stuff and and obviously with with smart tvs and smart devices the, the the lines of all of that have blurred so much but yet i still kind of hang on to uh like um again i i'm totally cool with going to the movies i just uh you know just this last week went to a screening of the transformers the movie and had a had had a really good time at it so i'm cool with going to the movies um and for me since it's just me and my wife it's totally different for families but like it's not cheaper for me and my wife to spend 30 bucks to watch a movie at home than it is for us to uh go to the movies for like you know even like 10 to 12 bucks a ticket now granted once you get concessions and things like that it is over that 30 bucks so that's not lost on me either but again i want to watch movies at the movies exactly you want that experience more than the actual like show itself you want the experience of watching with the crowd having that sound system that dolby come across yeah like like it's 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 experience more so than oh i'm paying for a movie no you're paying for experience you're you're paying for the enjoyment of it 
yeah, I I had forgotten what it was like to have my seat rumbled, and and it was <laughs> it it's it's kind of cool. There's there's kind of nothing like it. Um, yep. But uh, one last thing to kind of put a button on the Disney thing. I I had mentioned uh, uh, Shang Chi, and it's interesting yeah. how that movie's theatrical success ended up kind of being the linchpin in that whole Scarlett Johansson Disney Black Widow lawsuit where basically yeah. ScarJo came out and said, "Hey man, um the you you told me this was going to be a real movie at the movies. What what's this Disney Plus nonsense?" And of right. course I I'm I'm way paraphrasing, but it's like uh, That's per, a gist of it, though. <laughs> but per my contract, I'm entitled to uh, monies from this uh, uh, theatrical exhibition, and you guys not putting it in the theaters is kind of depriving me of uh, of compensation that's due and i i was really frustrated with folks that were um kind of railing against her you know saying that that scarlett johansson was being greedy and whatever and it's like i don't think that standing up for what is owed to you from a multi 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 billion dollar evil corporation is is a bad thing no so that that's that's yeah, just kind of my I, I two cents that. on that, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I'm expecting every uh, company like Turner, um, whatever other one, the other ones don't already have one, um, to have their own streaming service soon. And out, what's the point of cable anymore at this point? Yeah. Outside of sports and uh, and news at this point, well, even I- news is to the wayside <laughs> absolutely well and, and here's the thing too you could you can get a digital antenna and yep. because th- that was the thing too so I, I i was watching um uh football games on sunday and i was like yep. well you know what i can't necessarily get this um and i saw something that's like oh and streaming on amazon prime but even then I, I don't know what that coverage is like. Is it is it is it simulcast? Is it still the the Fox folks or the CBS folks or whatever the heck? I I don't know. But that well, I, uh, at the, at the time of this recording, this uh, uh, Sunday morning, there's going to be a uh, football game over in London, and I believe it is streaming exclusively. It's either on Yahoo or Amazon. I can't remember which one, but they did that uh, a couple years ago too, and it was a completely different crew on Yahoo. Jeez, I forgot who called it, but it wasn't like Fox or NBC or CBS or any of those crews. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting, and I I kind of don't know what to make of that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like it, it's it's sports and local, uh, well, local news, but all, I mean, local programming, local affiliates, you know that that kind of thing. Um, yeah, in a sense, I kind of don't know why I've got cable anymore. Because yeah, I mean, um, cable has actually become the internet company more than the cable company. Yeah, that that's a good point. I mean, it cracks me up. So Lucky watches a lot of you know HGTV and DIY network and all that. They got a goddamn Discovery Plus app now, where it's yep, they do and 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 they got like all of that stuff. And I asked her point blank. I was like, "Is this something you're interested in?" And she's like, "Absolutely not." I uh. I, I engage with this content to where basically I am way paraphrasing because I don't think my wife would say <laughs> things like engage with this content, but, right. <laughs> but but she just wants to turn on the TV and watch whatever's on. So, so she's not necessarily, she doesn't approach that programming like, oh, hey, I want to watch me some Property Brothers and the, and the shows that she does keep up with, she has set up on a DVR. Everything else is just like, ah. Hell, it's it's whatever on. It's like, oh, my lottery dream house. Fine, that that that's rad. I actually kind of like that show. It's not too bad. Host, <laughs> host is very flamboyant. It's uh, it, it's it, it's grown on me. But yeah, whether it's you know it's like House Hunters or that flip or flop nonsense or whatever the right. hell else, she do, she doesn't really care. It's just quote unquote what's on. So to answer your right. question of like why why folks would have cable i suppose it would be for that like 
I, I don't know anybody that does this, but I would imagine maybe folks that have premium channels still flip around to see, quote unquote, what's on HBO or whatever. It's like, oh, hey, uh, uh, the last 40 minutes of Dark Knight Rises. Sure, I'll watch that. I Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't have good answers. I, I have some answers, but but yeah, it's I, I think the the whole um the recabling like you've said but then also the proliferation of on-demand culture and then by extension of that binge culture i think i think yep. is kind of what's led us here um it'll be it's it's interesting two things i, I guess two parallel things and i'm saying both of them so that i don't lose either thread but it is it's one of the things that was interesting to come of the pandemic of what folks went back for or rediscovered um you know you would see a lot of folks on social media talking about like oh hey well i'm just gonna sit down and watch all of friends or i'm gonna sit down and watch all of the office or i'm gonna sit down and watch all of seinfeld or or whatever um the the closest i came to any of that was we uh um we discovered uh longmire on uh on netflix and oh, okay. and really it was because i disliked yellowstone so much i want i i wanted uh i i wanted like a modern western but i didn't want one with aggressively unlikable characters it's the number one show on television but yet i i'm like the one guy in america that doesn't like it um it's they're, they're just aggressively unlikable people and i just i i don't i don't like shows like that it's I, right anyway that that's just my weird sensitivity there but anyway longmire was really cool and uh it's it was it was kind of like the the prototype netflix resur- uh, resurrection type thing it was on for like four seasons on a and e then got canceled and then netflix picked it up and did it for like two more seasons so i mean and it became a net a netflix production yeah because it- you know <laughs> well, and we saw that with they, Lucifer also. It's like one yep. or designated survivor. And designated or, survivor. Yep, or, and the Jack teaches legislature. Yes, yes. So I think once Netflix starts making new seasons, it then retroactively becomes a Netflix original. Well, I believe uh, with uh, the Orville coming out, season three finally has a date, March uh, 2022. Um, it's going to be a Hulu original. At yeah. That point. How about that? That's that's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, jumping all over the road, it's like by the time that comes around, is anybody going to care? I still will. <laughs> I've been and for this for two years. I've been waiting to see what they're going to do now that they have longer time to tell a story and a little bit more creative freedom, I'm sure, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting because, like, one of the with. um <sighs> I, I feel like Star Trek has had the opportunity to catch up. Like, in, in a sense, like, when the Orville first came around, it was, quote-unquote, the best Star Trek on the air. I, I remember you right. and me and Killing Spree did a show about uh, season one of the Orville, and that was really kind of our uh, our, our take on it. And yep. in since then... Well, no, I guess I did find some stuff. Uh, pandemic, I I did end up watching all of that Star Trek Discovery, and oh okay, and it's um it it's got peaks and valleys. It's not nearly as terrible as everybody says. Likewise, it's not as good as everyone says. It's um right. It's it's totally fine. It is is what it is. I I like it. I'm kind of eager to watch more of it. And um, so, yeah, so I guess that was a, a pandemic discovery now that now that I um, say that discovery pun. There you go. <laughs> but, but the stuff that we're doing, they're doing with Lower Decks and with Picard and now this uh, Strange New Worlds that they're coming out with, like the Captain Pike people. Um, I, I'm here for it. So it's like for for me, the the longtime Star Trek um, uh, uh, fan I, I just wonder if by the time Orville comes back around, if I if I even need it anymore, because it's like for for me, it was always kind of like a Star Trek surrogate. And now that I've got like actual Star Trek, that's actually OK. I'm yeah, I mean, I, more or less what I'm saying is like if I if I haven't subscribed to Hulu to get Why the Last Man, I don't know if I if I'm going to throw down for a Hulu for a Orville. I don't know. Gotcha. 
So no, that's understandable. And I'm just wondering, I don't know if they've announced yet if they're going to do a, uh, a dump them all at once or if they're going to do like a once a week thing. Honestly, I think at that point, and, it's, and this is me, like I said, coming over to your side on this, I would do the once a week thing. That way that they can have people keep their Hulu subscriptions for however many episodes they have. If that's going to be one of their main drawing uh, people, things to draw people in. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's kept people subscribed to Disney plus. It's like, yep. it, it. it's the, it's the um, uh, one episode a week formula and it's, it's worked really well you know between uh between wandavision and to uh falcon and uh, mandalorian yeah oh right of course yeah. yeah and mandalorian as well um i i i like that model quite a bit and i know we've discussed it quite a bit on on these shows dave um but i've i've always been a fan of that model for no other reason than it it continues the water cooler conversation and i and i know i've i've said this so many different times that i that i've lost track but i'll i'll say it here again the problem with the binge model especially at a time where we're kind of starving for content uh with uh with regards to the pandemic it's like once you gobble it all up and binge it, it's gone. So it's like yep. you uh, you watched the last season of Lucifer. That's gone. I did. You, you, you know, yep. It's what, 10 episodes, 8 episodes, something like that? Uh, 10 episodes, yep. Yeah, see that? I mean, and no more. And if if it was coming out week by week, we'd be what? Halfway through it? Maybe four or five episodes? It, it came out what? I'd, I'd tell you halfway, yeah. Uh, it came yeah. out um, beginning of September, so yeah, we'd be... I think week five at this point. And and then there would be the opportunity to talk about it and engage with it. Yep. I but with with that that Netflix model, and I think Netflix was the one that kind of invented the uh uh the binge T V model. It's like I think they it's, did with the, the Luke Cages, the Jessica Jones, like the, uh, all those Marvel properties that they had that everyone was gushing over back when we were in school. Yeah. Um that's what started that I believe. Yeah. I and I and I remember this vividly like when uh when Daredevil dropped. It's like, "Oh, yep. hey man, did you watch Daredevil? Oh, I haven't gotten to it yet." And it's like Okay, and that, we can't talk about it yet. <laughs> right. Well, and it's the thing, it's like that's 13 hours of television. So yep. so, you know, some of these, you know, our 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 college school contemporaries apparently had time within a two-day weekend to watch 13 episodes of one television show madness well and, because they're college kids and they sleep at the station that's why they never really do that. <laughs> that that is true that was a lot of netflix and chilling uh that's yes. that that's when i learned what that is um yes but uh, now uh Netflix did have the weekly model for a couple of shows, uh, the Joe McHale show with Joe McHale being one of them, up until they just dropped six of them all at once, and that didn't make sense to me because that, if you don't know what that is, the Joe McHale show with Joe McHale was a soup-style show from his old show on the E! Sure. Uh, e! Entertainment Network, and it, uh, we need that show back, by the way. Put that back on Netflix. Oh, sure. Is <laughs> it, it, get on it. Is it, is it not there anymore? <laughs> I mean, I know they don't do uh, it anymore, but aren't the aren't the old ones still there or whatever? The old ones are still there, but like you can only watch those so many times. Got it. Got <laughs> it. All right, I, I I'm there uh, with you. Um, yeah. So so uh, a a thread from like a while ago, and I I I I don't think I followed up with you. Have you paid for any of the movies? Uh, not any of the movies. No. Um, I do have uh, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Um, I don't even have HBO at this point. I haven't had that in a while. Um, I, I don't see the point of paying the extra money on the Disney Plus route for new releases, especially when they're going to be on that that same service in, what, a month, month and a half? Like, that doesn't make sense to me to pay extra for it yeah. when you're already paying for the service in, uh, in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, again it's nuts and it and it's it, it's it's just so hard to unravel and untangle and and figure out what the uh what the right answer is right but uh even with netflix i kind of like with uh kind of agreeing with you on that like i i watch lucifer uh obviously i watch um 
that's about all I watch on there. Actually, <laughs> I haven't watched anything else on Netflix. Um, I, I Tabby has told me about this um, Squid Games show. That I don't know how she stumbled upon that, but apparently it's one of the biggest things. It, it, it's the new Tiger King, I guess, as far as um, everyone's talking about it. So I, I might check that out just to see what it is. She said it's really good. It's basically um, all these people in debt to like loan sharks and bad people and they get to play children's games that they get eliminated they're killed so it's basically the condemned but with children's games is it a show or is it a movie i i thought it was it a, is movie. a show and oh, okay. it, it has been already greenlit for a second season oh my okay well that's that's cool like they play uh, red light, green light, and if you're caught moving, they just shoot you right there on the field. <laughs> um, they play duck, duck, goose, apparently, if you're the goose. Um, and you don't catch the person, you get killed, that kind of stuff. I, I don't know, man. I, I think when I turn my Netflix back on, I might have to check that out. Because, yeah, I've seen a lot yeah, of, like, same. names and stuff, but, yeah, I, I didn't put two and two together. Because, I mean, again, it's Netflix. It's like, you know, yeah. once – and and that's what I assumed. So I didn't realize that, that the memes – are related to like any particular week's episode. I thought it was all just related to uh, to the same thing. So that's 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 kind of cool. Well, that's kind of like how uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the whole Tiger th- Tiger King thing happened, and we had the uh, that bitch Carol Baskin meme and all, <laughs> all these Joe Exotic memes popping. Out. I'm like, what is this shit? Why why have I seen this hillbilly redneck guy with a tiger? Yes. What is going on with people? And then found out it's the series on Netflix that apparently blew up out of nowhere. Like I don't even know how the, how these things start. Well, I, I I think in particular with Tiger Tiger King, and it might be the same thing with this uh the, the this uh, Squid Billy stuff. It's uh you know it, it's it, it's just folks being starved for content, and I think Tiger King came at a time where it's like oh well, I mean because I mean this is like early pandemic where like you know we could yeah. even call it like quarantine which seems which seems so foreign to refer to it now it's like oh man you know i'll, I'll hear somebody say like oh man i i uh i watched all of friends during quarantine and i'm just like quarantine what are you talking about oh yeah that's right, right. that's yeah. a thing that people did i forgot yeah this is when uh rudy gobert of the utah jazz ruined the world so uh, i still blame him for all this it's all his fault <laughs> yeah there you go there you go <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I just don't know where these fa- these things. And you say it's star for content. I mean, there's so much content out there. Why these niche type shows get the attention that they've been getting? That's what I, I struggle to to understand. <laughs> yeah, that that is kind of like a weird contrast. But and I wonder if it's if it's kind of like the weird inverse of my attitude towards uh Netflix or maybe even like HBO Max or or you know the more robust uh streaming services where i get overwhelmed and and um cuz i i've run into this this, this here's a, here's a weird uh syndrome to where i i can't explain this there there have been two or three times in like the last month so this has been like super recent where it's like oh hey man we've got a uh, we're kind of caught up on shows uh let's watch a movie what do you want to watch right. i don't know what are you in the mood for i don't know and so you just <laughs> open it up and just just endlessly doom scrolling and just not finding a thing and oh my god i i don't i don't understand how how that happens and i'm the one doing it because it's like i just like uh yeah i'd like to watch that but i don't really want to watch that now um i mean that that's my big one because it's like oh man if we're going to watch a movie let's you know like and it's like well do we want to watch something we haven't seen before or something we have seen before oh something we haven't seen before okay well um Great. Well, let's go to the the uh, what we have bookmarked on Amazon. We go uh, to Amazon, and it's like all of these wretched John Travolta straight to video movies. Yep. And it's like, well, what? I I bookmarked these. They, these look okay. I'm like, they are not okay. These are not okay. Come on. Battlefield Earth is not okay. Yeah, that's not a real movie. I, I'm like real movies. 
And yeah, it's it, but but it it, it that's an example of being overwhelmed by too many choices. Whereas, you know, I can now, go. Uh, now, Netflix has a solution for this. I don't know if you've seen this on there. Um, they actually have a pick something for me option now. I've seen that and I've messed with that. And it, and it, it's funny, Dave, every time I hit play, it always played manifest. <laughs> it's like manifest. At least, at ep- least it's not ep- blacklist and, and the oh. ever, ever e- never ending Red Reddington. Uh, oh my gosh! Saga. <laughs> Is that show still on? Did that ever end? It, uh, um, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I, I guess that's what I get for doing like an entire hour worth of setup before we actually go through like the the network TV shows. I feel like we've dipped right. in and out so much already, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's I I did it three times and it was always manifest. And I'm like, oh well, number no wonder it's like number three on your trending list um, because. Right. <laughs> and and that that's a whole other thing and and I I get the feeling this will will come back up later but I want to mention it now before I forget I think that is the curse of the NBC sci-fi drama. It's like, you know, it'll show up for like a season or two be canceled and then there'll be this ground 12 support and maybe Netflix will pick it up. Um, and I think that's what happened with this, uh, manifest. I, I remember, I don't remember if it was you, I was, uh, corresponding with, or if it was, uh, my buddy Anthony, but either way, it's just like, you know what? I might give that manifest a shot. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know that, that NBC sci-fi curse. Um, you know, I, I saw three episodes of the Cape. Um, (laughs) I just, Uh, I know we didn't see eye to eye on this one, but, uh, revolution, Oh yeah, yeah. Seeing that that again, it's just like it's the it's the it's the NBC dramas, man. I mean, or the NBC sci-fi in particular. There's just something to where I just have no confidence in it, and I almost, I almost thought about giving that manifest a shot, and it sh- sure enough, whoop, canceled. And yep. and I and and they have a new one that's out there that's. Uh, We'll get to it later, but yeah. spoiler alert, it could be good, but it could be very campy very easily, just like all the other ones. I, so. I think I, I think unfortunately it's it's gonna be exactly like the other ones. It it's probably gonna run for a season, maybe two, and then it'll be cancelled and then it'll be like either through the network or through a Netflix, there'll be some kind of groundswell of support, and then maybe you'll get like a ninety minute movie to cap it off or something like that. But uh Well they do have the, the Peacock streaming service, so they can just throw it on there if that if it all out fails. So uh, So why <laughs> Yeah, that that's a whole other tangent that I could go on because good lord the WWE royally fucked themselves over with that but anyway yeah. so and and while, while while we're there now remind me so like so like the WWE universe app streaming service whatever that's no more right it's all folded into it's Peacock? gone yeah it, wow. it, yeah so at least in the US so in the US to watch a WWE pay-per-view or any of what they might have gotten uploaded by now of <laughs> the past stuff. You have to go to Peacock now and you have to pay, uh, I think it's at least the four ninety nine to watch the past stuff. And you have to be paying the nine ninety nine premium for uh, Peacock to watch the live stuff. Wow. That's, yeah, um, that's, that, the, that's the a bad idea. The is a fucking nightmare. The whole, like, like, I don't think they've had one pay-per-view since they've switched over that has gone smoothly. This last one they just had two weeks ago during the first hour of the show, English and Spanish audio was coming through uh, for everybody at the same time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was bad. That's not good. No. So many people have gotten, like, those um, the fake IP addresses and are uh, from other countries and – Sign up or sign it back up for the network because yeah. the network's still worldwide, just not here in the U.S. It's on Peacock. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, unreal. Unreal. <laughs> oh yeah, the WWE. I could go on for a while about them, and we may talk about them a little bit more because they do hit. Uh, they are on, on network TV on Friday Night SmackDown. Yay! <laughs> so we will dive yeah. into that a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> well. But, uh, 
so I, so yeah so I, I i guess that's i guess that's enough uh preamble and this is a this is probably a good enough stopping point anyway uh, so yeah so right. we'll, so we'll pick this up again at a at a different time thank you so much for for checking out the show and if you want to check out all of my episodes subscribe on on apple podcast google podcast spotify tune in or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast i'm trying to see how far i can go without my notes and i think that's you know uh, like share rate and review the show let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future for for this portion of mike cybert radio uh for uh, for my guest dave sanders my name is mike and until next time uh which will be happening very soon uh uh make your good choices and be good humans. There you go. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. Like many people with moderate to severe ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, I was there. Be right back. But my symptoms were keeping me from where I needed to be. So I talked to my doctor and learned Humira is for people who have UC or Crohn's disease. 